Welcome to the Renee Frazier Show. We've titled this show, Why Women? Because as an advocate for women and girls, I want to focus on why certain things happen to women, why certain things don't, and find topics that interest women as they deal with day-to-day life. I run Frazier Communications, an advertising and marketing firm, have done that for 23 years. And that work, along with being an entrepreneur, advocate for women, and a believer in women's success, has enabled me to talk to over 5,000 women over the last 10 years. Those conversations have always come down to, how do I help women lead and succeed? And you know, I say lead first because we don't have to wait for, for us to be successful before we take a leadership role. And as women, we have to leap. We have to be bold. We have to be strong. We have to be smart. But I want women to know that they can do it. I believe very strongly that women can change the world. The way we think, the way we're socialized leads us to be strong advocates for others, nurturers, and people who care about the world. And I want to highlight those examples to inspire other women. The show will focus on tips and practical advice, and I hope you take away action steps that you can apply in your own life. Today, we're going to be talking about breast cancer and ovarian cancer with a leader from an organization that's doing remarkable work in this area. And I share this story and her insights because I think it's important for all of us to reflect on how cancer can affect our lives, how we can take more agency, more control. And this organization helps you to do that. I also think that women play a special role in the nonprofit world. I've served on a number of nonprofit boards. I think it's important when you become somewhat successful that you give back to your community, that you give guidance, you give insights, and when you can, time for volunteering and your treasure, your money. It's an important way to feel connected to the community and to be gratified. I think many of us know life is really made of what you give, not what you take from others. Giving back is important. And we'll talk about how this nonprofit got started. And last, I'm going to mention the fact that breast cancer has has certainly touched my life. I had an aunt who died of breast cancer. I've had several friends who've experienced it. And I'm glad to say that we have many wonderful treatments, but I know that emotionally it's extremely difficult. And we know how common it is. And uh, our expert will tell us more about that. So I want us all to think about the what we can be doing among friends and colleagues, maybe for ourselves, and I hope this show will give you some insights, what you, what actions you can take in your own life and to help those around you. With that being said, let's turn it over to our guests today. Our first guest is Jenna Fields. Jenna is the California Regional Director of Chercherette, which is a wonderful nonprofit that works with women and men who are suffering with uh, cancer and or contemplating that they may have breast cancer or ovarian cancer. I'm going to let Jenna tell us about the linkage between these two and how common they are. Uh, Later on in the show, we're going to have guests who has experienced uh, the the work of Charcheret and can talk about it firsthand. And she's been an active donor and participant in the organization. But let's start with Jenna. Jenna Fields, California Regional Director. Welcome to the show, Jenna. Thank you so much, Renee. What an honor to be here. Thank you for having me. 
happy to have you. Let me ask you to talk about the organization. And uh, I'd like you to tell us what the organization does and then the story of how it got started. Yes, absolutely. So for all of you listening, you're probably thinking, sure, share it. What does that even mean? So I'll start there if I can. Um, share it is Hebrew for chain. And the idea is that we are all links in a chain supporting one another. Um, so Sharshere is an organization that's based in the Jewish community. We provide free psychosocial support to women and men uh, who are facing breast cancer or ovarian cancer or increased hereditary risk for those cancers. And we'll get into what increased hereditary risk for those cancers mean a little bit more. Um, and then beyond our support, we also offer community health education. So we, we go into the community to raise awareness about genetics um, and screening for these cancers, as well as risk mitigation, um, really more than just raising awareness, but really encouraging people to take action to, to safeguard their health. Um, and our, our organization is 20 years old. Uh, we were founded by uh, a woman in Teaneck, New Jersey, who was diagnosed at 28 years old with breast cancer. Oh my goodness! Wow. So young, and um, and we and she really just wanted to talk to another young mom about what she was going through. Um, at the time, people were just not talking about breast cancer, uh, and as particularly young women, as much as they are now. And so she was connected to uh, a friend of a friend. Uh, who was also uh, 29 and, and had been diagnosed six months before. So she was a veteran, you know, at that point could, mm -hmm. could offer her experience. And the two helped each other through, through their journeys together, through treatment. And uh, they realized they had something special. This idea of women helping women, um, which I know that this show is all about, um, and that they could guide each other as links in a chain, right? That share, share it, supporting each other through that journey. And so what began as just two women providing that support quickly turned into a volunteer organization and uh, demand for these services uh, just skyrocketed over time to the point where now 20 years later, here we are in Los Angeles um, at one of our regional offices for share, share it's national organization um, serving thousands of people annually across the country in all 50 states. So great. It's great. It's a wonderful story, Jenna. I mean, a woman started it on her own and because she found such comfort in the friendship. And I think you're right. Being able to talk to someone who has children who like you is married, all those things are so important. So you feel uh, connected to an individual. And let me remind our listeners, this is the Renee Frazier Show on KABC Talk Radio. And we're talking about breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and a wonderful nonprofit that helps people through those difficult times. And we'll talk more about the details. We have Jenna Fields, the California Regional Director, talking with us now about the organization itself. Jenna, how prevalent are breast cancer and ovarian cancer? And once we talk about the prevalence, what about in specific groups? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So one in eight uh, women is diagnosed with breast cancer in her lifetime. So we are going to be talking about genetics a little bit more in a second. But I, I really want to start the conversation by sharing that, um, you know, regardless of hereditary risk, um, if you are a woman, you have one in eight chance of getting uh, breast cancer in your lifetime. And for ovarian cancer, that number is one in 72. 
So I'm sure for everyone listening to this call, you know, Renee, you shared the people in your life who had breast cancer. All of us have been impacted by breast cancer or ovarian cancer and certainly cancer in so many ways um, through our family and friends. Um, and for, for many people that risk can increase because of genetics. So, uh, people are most familiar, I think, or maybe you're new to it by, uh, the BRCA mutation, uh, the BRCA mutation, uh, increases your risk for breast and ovarian cancer. And, um, in the Ashkenazi Jewish community, which is a, a huge population that Sharsharit serves because of our, our Jewish origins. Um, one in 40 Ashkenazi Jews is a carrier. Now, if you are a carrier of that mutation, you have up to around an 80% chance of getting breast cancer in your lifetime, um, up to around a 40% chance of getting ovarian cancer. But your risk also increases for, if you're a man, prostate cancer, uh, pancreatic cancer, melanoma, and male breast cancer. So for anybody listening, if you have a family history of those cancers, um, getting tested for the BRCA mutation um, could be really important for you to understand, you know, your own personal risk. So let me let me just step back for a moment, Jenna, and make sure I understand this correctly. Uh, there are genetic predispositions, and we know that in our certain genes mean that you are highly likely to get these cancers. And there's a test so that you can determine if you have that. And you don't have to wait until you get it. It's actually in your system. When do you recommend people get tested at this kind of testing so they can at least have foreknowledge? Yes, no, absolutely. That's a great question. And I want to be, I want to expand on that question to say that the BRCA mutation is the most um, common mutation in the Ashkenazi Jewish community. But when going for a genetic test, you can actually test for a whole panel of mutations. Uh, depending on your test, it could be 60, it could be 70. Um, different labs have slightly different tests, but there are other mutations as well that increase your risk for breast cancer and ovarian cancer, including CHECK2, PALB2, uh, Lynch syndrome is very common, um, and men and women should get tested. So when should a person get tested if you have a family history for any of the cancers that I'm describing? Um, certainly, if you're an Ashkenazi Jew, you should consider getting tested. Um, and then if you have uh, breast cancer in your family at a, a younger age, for example, is another sign or triple negative breast cancer is very commonly associated with the BRCA mutation. Um, but really making sure that you're looking at your male and female family history and both men and women in your family should consider testing. Jenna, let's dive into that more, more completely. I want to ask quite a few questions about that. I think one of the free services you offer is genetic counseling. And I want to talk about that as well. I want to remind people that uh, they're listening to the Renee Frazier show. We're talking today about breast and ovarian cancer and how you can take actions to help yourself and help others because they may be dealing with that, particularly if it's in your family. And we're going to talk in the next section with uh, Jenna Fields, the California Regional Director of Charcheret a free nonprofit service that helps people talk about and talk through and go through at different stages, breast cancer and, of course, uh, ovarian cancer. And Jenna's going to talk to us more about the free services, what you can use, what you questions you might ask, how you get access, and why this applies to men and women as well. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Renee Frazier Show on KABC.
Welcome back to the Renee Frazier Show. Thank you for listening. We're on 790 KABC, and today we're talking about the high incidence of breast cancer and ovarian cancer with the head of an organization, the California Regional Director, her name is Jenna Fields, of Char Charette. It's an organization that really helps women and men as they deal with breast cancer or ovarian cancer and in some cases, other forms of cancer that can be affecting people. Got a wonderful history. Just want to remind our listeners, sadly, one in eight women have the chance of getting breast cancer. And the cancers that men get are also affected by what we're going to be talking about today. So in this section, we're going to talk about the resources you can get, the free services, how it's impacted a young woman who went through the program, and you'll hear her story. So Jenna Fields, California Regional Director, we're back to you. Let's talk about um, the how women are affected, uh, and the uh, let's talk, let's dive deeper on the genetic testing. Genetic testing is non-invasive, uh, and I know that you folks don't do the genetic testing. You do the counseling and free discussion of it, but tell us a little bit about genetic testing, take away some of the fear and tell people why they should be proactive and consider it. Yes. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so sure. Sherrick does have a genetic counselor on staff um, that provides free consultations by phone. So for anyone listening today who you know doesn't want to go in through insurance, really just wants to have a confidential conversation about your own family history. And w- if this is right for you, please reach out to sure Sherrick. Um, uh, you know, to get that support. Uh, What's the phone number they should call, Jenna? Uh, for uh, 310-409-2330. Again, it's 310-409-2330. Um, and our genetic counselor is available to schedule phone calls with um, anyone across the country. So please know that service is for you. So, you know, if someone set is listening to this and they realize, oh my gosh, I have a family history for breast cancer and ovarian cancer, prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, melanoma, male breast cancer. If any of that is in your family and perhaps you're an Ashkenazi Jew, perhaps you're not, but Ashkenazi Jewish is definitely a flag for this. Um, then what, what ideally we recommend and is the next step is that you speak to a genetic counselor. Um, there are genetic counselors um, at all of the area hospitals in addition to the free genetic counselor that Sharsheret offers. Um, And what they'll do is they'll go through your family history of cancer, both on your mother's side and your father's side, and um, and assess whether or not um, it looks like you might have that increased risk. Uh, And if you do, uh, they will uh, hopefully work with you and um, find the best test for you based off of your insurance um, and what's available and refer you to one of the lab tests And those lab tests at this point don't just test for the BRCA mutation. They test for other mutations as well that can increase your risk for breast or ovarian cancer or any any other cancer that we've talked about today. So um, you do that test. Some of them are are blood. Some of them are spit. um, And you'll get your results back. And then once you get the results back, there are options. If you do test positive, um, what you'll want to do is make sure that you can get on a screening plan right away. So for someone who tests positive for for breast can uh, for the BRCA mutation, um, you want to make sure that you are scheduling um, a screening plan that includes uh, a mammogram, uh, breast ultrasound, MRI, um, and then for many people, uh, they might consider preventative surgery. So we all know. Can I, can I stop stop you there oh, just for a moment? Uh, first of all, I want to remind our listeners. We're, we're, you're on the Renee Frazier show. You're listening to us talk about 
Sharsharat, the work that they do that's so important in terms of helping people dealing with breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and guiding you through that process even before you get it. Jenna was just going to talk about Jenna Fields, who is the California Regional Director, was just going to talk about what we call prophylactic, working ahead of getting the illness. And uh, there's been a famous story of Angelina Jolie. Many of you saw her in the news when she went ahead and her had her breasts removed because she was at a high risk of getting breast cancer. And I believe she had talked about having, um, you know, potentially having ovarian cancer as well due to genetic testing. So there are ways that you can take action and prevent yourself from uh, at least dealing with the seriousness of the cancer before you even see it. And it's one of the reasons these free conversations with genetic counselor are important. Uh, There's uh, no cost and it doesn't go on your insurance. And I think there's no shame in having those conversations. I think it's important for people to know that the organization handles this in pure confidentiality. Now, Jenna, I know that uh, you want to give a few more details, but then could you introduce us to one of the folks who've been through the program so we can hear her story, Molly Bauer? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, You know, I think one of the things that... uh, we hear all the time is just the fear, you know, is knowledge power or is ignorance bliss? Do I want to know that I have increased risk for cancer? And um, do I want to have those difficult conversations with my family? Because testing is not just about you, but it's about your sons and daughters or your parents, right? Because it could impact several members of your family, which we see at ShareShare all the time. So that's why, you know, genetic counseling is such an important part of this conversation to really make sure that you're ready um, for the answer. You know, if I am positive, would I consider surgery? Surgery is not right for everybody. You mentioned that Angelina Jolie had an oophorectomy. She had her ovaries removed. Um, and that that is a choice that a lot of people do make. Um So everyone needs to be in the right frame of mind to to do that. And that's also where Sure Share It comes in because we have social workers on staff that offer uh, mental health support for people to really try and navigate some of these difficult decisions um, and these difficult conversations around the family. Um, And I I think that's really where Molly, I'd love to bring you in. Um, Molly, um, who received support from our organization and and has her own story to tell about this. So Molly, I don't know if you want to share more. And thank you. Thank you, Renee, for having me and Jenna for the introduction. Um, Sure, Sherrod has played an incredibly life-changing and what I like to say is a a life-saving role in, in my life. Um, My journey started uh, at the age of 23. I was uh, tested for the BRCA gene, and I was found to have the positive uh, mutation. And at 23, that is such a heavy load uh, to take on. And I didn't have access at that time. I didn't know about Sharsheret. I didn't have a genetic counselor to help me understand what that really meant. Um, So as a young person, Uh, Just into her 20s, I suppressed the information. Uh, I packed it away and I did nothing about it. All the screenings that could have helped and got me on a a positive path, I just didn't do any of it. Um, And then when I turned 30, so from 23 cut to 30, with some real pressure from my parents, let's face it, that happens. 
especially in the Ashkenazi Jewish community. Um, that's when I started going to a specialist and started on a very aggressive uh, uh, surveillance regimen. It was the um, for breast cancer screenings. Mm -hmm. Molly, I'm going to interrupt you for just a moment. I want to talk about what surveillance means for so the average person listening. I didn't know what it meant until I got involved in this kind of work. And I want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Renee Frazier show where we're talking about breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and a wonderful organization with free services, Shar Sharat, that helps. And we're talking with a woman who went through this and used the service herself, Molly Bauer. So Molly, you were saying at 30, you started to practice what's surveillance. What, what does that really mean in your life? So knowing that I had a higher risk for specifically breast and ovarian cancers, um, my doctor did put me on um, screening tests or surveillance. Uh, that included M MRIs yearly, uh, mammograms, ultrasounds, uh, blood tests um, for ovarian cancer tracking, and it really is to get a baseline look at um, what my body looked like at every stage throughout the year. So should I develop um, any sort of cancerous cells or any sort of forms of cancer, it would be caught early because the genetic predisposition elevates that risk for me to develop these cancers early in life. So by starting at 30, I'm getting ahead of the game and have more options and choices later uh, as, the, as I go by. And Molly, I'm curious, did you interact with Shar Sharat at that point, or had you not yet connected with them? I had not connected with them at that point, and I have to say, I wish I had, um, because I, even though I was doing those, those tests and the surveillance, I really struggled through it. It was a lot to handle, you can imagine, every year doing those aggressive tests. And it wasn't until I met Shar Sharat at about the age of 35, I think, um, that they really started helping me understand. And like Jenna said um, earlier in the interview, take action and really make some decisions that were right for my future. I want to stop you there, Molly, and we're just going to take a break. Uh, listeners, you're listening to the Renee Frazier Show, and we're talking about breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and actions you can take. But probably as importantly, who you can talk to about this. And we're talking with Molly, who went through this experience. And we'll learn more about how Molly dealt with it, what action she took, what she thought about first, how she considered it, and how Charcheret was able to help her deal with it even better, and why she's willing to talk now so publicly about her experience. Again, you're listening to the Renee Frazier Show on KBC Talk Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to the Renee Frazier Show on KABC Talk Radio. We're talking about breast cancer, ovarian cancer, how you can know if you have a genetic inclination for it. A wonderful organization called Sharsheret that helps people with free services. And now we're going to turn it back to Molly Bauer, who herself had been diagnosed with the gene, knew that she had the likelihood of getting breast cancer and potentially ovarian cancer, and the action she took. Molly, tell us about your story. You were practicing surveillance 30 years old now, and remind us what surveillance means. 
Surveillance for an elevated risk of, of breast and ovarian cancer includes uh, yearly mammograms, MRIs, um, ultrasounds, blood tests. And that was the regimen my doctors put me on. There may be other screenings and other recommendations that each individual should talk to their own uh, doctors about. Um, but in my case, it was recommended that I do that yearly. And I did that on and off. I was, I have to be honest, I was not great about keeping that schedule yearly. It was really hard to, to do physically, emotionally, um, just to even make the appointments uh, was a struggle um, because I was healthy. I was in my early 20s and I knew I had this uh, genetic mutation and a predisposition, but honestly, it was just, it didn't mean much to me at that time. Um, so I, you know, I, I kind of just did what I could to get by at that point in my life. You know, Molly, I just want to interject uh, uh 15 years ago, I had thyroid cancer, and thank goodness I'm cancer-free. But just to relate to you, every time I go in for a test, I think it's come back again. And so every time you got tested with an MRI or an ultrasound, I have to believe in your mind was, is this going to be here now? Because you already knew you had an elevated risk. So I hear what you're saying about the anxiety. That's absolutely right. And it was, it was quite frankly, it was torture every, every single time. And to have four or five tests done a year, not always, and they were staggered throughout the year. Um, so it was just an, an ongoing um, battle and struggle. And that's when I have to say, um, it just, there's a word in, in I, don't, I don't know if it's Yiddish or, or Hebrew shart, uh, of uh, beshert, um, that means meant to be. And that's what happened when Sharsheret entered my life. I was going through these struggles. Um, I was doing the probably what I felt was okay for me at that point um, to just get by, but I was didn't feel like I was doing enough. And I was introduced to the organization Sharsheret, and I started talking with their uh, social workers. It was a free service um, that I would call and, and have conversations, and they would ask me questions. And I have to say, it was the first time I was speaking to, to people who understood what I was going through, because I hear it from other people as well. And so as I, those conversations progressed, I started getting more confidence. I started asking more, more appropriate questions about, you know, what can I be doing? These, these screenings aren't working for me. Are there other options for me? And that's when I started understanding more about prophylactic surgeries um, and real life changing big, uh, they're big steps to take. Um, but Sharsheret helped guide me through that and understand uh, you know, what it would take both physically, emotionally to get through that. So Molly, <clears throat> you, uh, you decided to take a prof prophylactic approach uh, like Angelina Jolie did. And I can only imagine that was such a hard decision to make. I'm going to break for one second and remind people that they're listening to the Renee Frazier Show. And we're talking about breast cancer and a wonderful organization, Sharsheret, that helps people talk through these issues, whether they have it or not. And in our case, we're talking with Molly, who herself was looking for an action to take. She'd been tested. She knew she was at elevated risk. And now 
Is there an action she could take instead of just being tested every year and living with the uncertainty? Molly, tell us, tell us how you came to your decision then to take an action. So my last um, mammogram that I took uh, before I decided to have my prophylactic double mastectomy, uh, it came back with a, a new number um, of my risk. It calculated based on my screenings, my age. It took a lot of different considerations uh, into this risk calculator. And the results of that mammogram came back and they were negative. I was, I was healthy. I had no signs of cancer. But the number on that said that I had a risk of 92% of lifetime getting breast cancer. And when I saw that number, I always knew since I was 23 that I had it up to 80%. That's the, that's the most, the common number. But then when I saw 92, uh, 93% on that, with my name next to it, that was it for me. So I immediately called Star Sherritt and I said, what is this number? What does it mean? And what can I do about it? Because I, with, at 93%, there's got to be something else that can just cut that down without having to do these invasive screenings every year. So I did research. I, I got the help um, again from Sherritt, and I decided to have the uh, uh, prophylactic double mastectomy with reconstruction. Uh, there's a lot of questions, a lot of um, conversations uh, that went into that. And there's a lot of details that, again, if anyone's considering uh, that avenue, um, finding um, the right doctor in your area and, um, would, would to answer those questions for you. Um, but it was, it was not easy, but I, I did go through it. I had my surgery at the age of 37. And for context, I'm 39 now, and I'm giving all these ages. So just everyone taking notes at home of my timeline. Um, so at 37, I did have um, my surgery and um, I cut that risk from 92, 93% down to under 1%. So I feel like I did the right thing. I'm very happy with the results. I no longer for breast cancer have to do those screenings I, I detailed before. Um, and I just kind of live knowing I, I'm in a better, better state uh, and not worrying every time I go to the doctor. I'm so glad you took control, Molly. You really changed the course of the action on your body and you were able to, to make a difference. Boy, what a, what a harrowing experience. Uh, after you went through the surgery, did you work with, I mean, did you get counseling or help and tell us what, Sharshret, we'll end the story there, but I'm just curious how they, they, how they still supported you. Absolutely, yeah. Sharshret was with me before, during, and after this entire uh, journey with my surgery. Um, before, like I said, I had uh, counseling. Um, I actually um, got uh, set up with what they have, what they call peer supporter. Um, so uh, not just a, a staff member on Sharshret, but actually another um, person associated in that link, um, that Sharshret link that I could talk to that had uh, a similar stage and similar questions, and we can bounce off of each other of, well, what are you going through? What doctors are you seeing? Um, so there are programs through Sharsharit, like peer counseling, that offer that type of added support as well. And then through my surgery, they made themselves available anytime I had any doubts or moments. 
Um, it was very hard um, to wrap my head during that process of all the changes that were happening, both physically, emotionally, mentally. Um, and they were there to take my calls um, and talk me through any doubts, any questions, what to expect. Um, and then after my surgery, they checked in on me. Um, they made sure I was doing okay. Um, they set me up now to become a peer supporter for others who might also be going through um, the same situation and the same journey I had gone to so that that chain continues to grow. Um, I've also since become a, a member of their California advisory board um, and I'm happy to be part of their planning and their growth uh, for the future. Oh, thank you, Molly. That's been a, that's a great story. So Marley was able to take advantage of the services of Sharsheret and really make it made a difference in her life. We have Jenna Fields on, who is the California Regional Director of the organization. Jenna, in a very short amount of time, and then we'll come back to you. Is this typical, the kind of service and the story that, that Molly told? Is this how Sharsheret works with folks? Yes, I mean, our, our our hope is to be there for people at whatever stage of the journey they're in. And, you know, for Molly, she got to the place where she was ready for surgery. And for some people, that's not where they are. And, and we're here to support your personal decisions, um, provide education, but really to provide that handholding for people when they need it most. Well, stay tuned. We're going to talk more about breast cancer Sharsheret and the services you can get for free to help you deal with this. You're listening to the Renee Frazier Show on KABC 790. We're going to be talking more about who else can be affected and how for men this can influence other, other kinds of cancer, particularly prostate cancer, breast cancer for men, etc. Frankly, I was surprised to learn these statistics. We started the show, we learned that it's one out of eight women for breast cancer. And unfortunately, if you're an Ashkenazi Jew or have this particular gene uh, that they've talked about, we used to call it BRCA, but uh, she'll talk more about it. We know that the likelihood of you getting breast cancer or these other forms of cancer is higher. So stay tuned and we're gonna hear how does this affect men and what's happened with the organization during the pandemic? Welcome back to the Renee Frazier Show. Today we've been talking about breast cancer, ovarian cancer, and now we're gonna to turn to how this can impact men. We're talking with the Regional Executive Director of Sharsheret, and we're going to hear from her about examples of how men can experience this as well, why genetic testing can be valuable for the men in your lives so that you can take action, just like Molly did in our previous segment. Jenna, tell me about uh, the research on men having breast cancer and then other forms of cancer, and then particularly how it relates to the gene. Yes, yes. So, uh want to start by saying that one in 1000 men um, will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. So I know when we hear breast cancer, we think pink, we think women. Um, and obviously that's all true, but this is a men's issue as well. And it's really a family issue. I mean, that's, that's what I want to hit home for the people listening, because if you have a hereditary risk 
for cancer. If you are a carrier of a genetic mutation that increases your risk for breast cancer, um, men can be women, men can be carriers of this mutation as much as women. If you have, uh, if you and your partner are conceiving, you have a 50% chance of passing this mutation on to the next generation. If your husband's a carrier, you could pass it on to both your son and your daughter. And so if you're a carrier, and we're talking about the BRCA mutation specifically here, and again, I want to acknowledge there are other mutations as well that increase your risk for cancer, but with the BRCA mutation specifically, um, your risk for breast cancer goes up, male breast cancer, as well as women, uh, prostate cancer, pancreatic cancer, melanoma, and ovarian cancer. So if you get, if you are considering genetic testing, um, this is something that impacts men, men who get genetic testing. If you test positive, you also need to be talking with your doctor about increasing your screening plan. And I will tell you one of our uh, men involved with Sharshare it just texted me last week that he was on the way to his manogram appointment for the first time. Um, I loved it when he said that he was going for his first manogram yes. and he, he was nervous and it went great. And thank God he's cancer free. Um, but to get into that screening plan is just as important for men. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's important for us to start to raise that visibility. And I know men and women listening will, will take action. You know, I mentioned in an earlier segment, I uh, am a survivor of thyroid cancer. And I have to say, having had cancer, I've been searching for ways I can prevent myself from getting it again. In my case, they told me it's likely to come back a 30% chance. So I'm constantly vigilant. It's hard, though, to know. I, I know I read about a lot of products that might help me, but I'm not sure those are legitimate science. Is there anything we can do in terms of prevention for the, any kinds of cancers, Jenna? Yeah, that's a great question, Renee. I mean, what we tell people, and certainly you should talk with your healthcare provider about all of this. Um, I just want to make that that very clear. But uh, for, for individuals to think about healthy living, you know, increasing exercise, eating healthy, um, alcohol, reducing your alcohol intake, smoking and vaping, um, you know, if you can avoid that altogether. You know, these are things that we learn very basic, but they, they can uh, help reduce your risk for, for cancer. Um, so very important. And then obviously this genetic testing piece, it's really, like we said at the beginning, knowledge is power. Um, and to just know that's increasing your screening could be a way to maybe catch cancer early, um, can really be of help. I'll tell you one of the men involved with Share It is a male breast cancer survivor, and he is a BRCA mutation carrier. And he actually, because he had the BRCA mutation, because he knew he went through breast cancer, um, he was involved in a screening study for pancreatic cancer. And they just recently uh, found very early um, his ampullary cancer. Ampullary cancer is connected to pancreatic cancer. Um, and so because they caught it so early, they were able to get him into treatment right away. This, so this kind of screening uh, can be life-saving for you. I want to tell our listeners, we're talking about getting cancer, particularly focused initially on breast cancer and uh, ovarian cancer, which we know are for women. But you're listening to the Renee Frazier Show, where we take a deep dive in issue, into issues with practical tips on how you can make a change in your life. We're talking with the executive director of Sharsheret, 
which offers free services. You can get tested for this particular genetic mutation, the BRCA gene mutation. And as she just described, it's really about the family. You can carry it and not even realize it. And the story you just shared, Jenna, about a man who did the testing, and then he got engaged in a study on pancreatic cancer, may not have done that if he didn't know he had a predisposition. Knowledge is power, just like you said. Jenna, let me ask you to also tell us a little bit about what the organization's doing during this time of the pandemic. You run on donations. And I know when I look at fundraising, I know it's also friend raising. Tell me a little bit about the fundraising, where people can go to the website to help and to get more information. Absolutely. So um, again, our number is 310-409-2330. If you're impacted by this issue and you're looking for support, please don't hesitate to call us. All of our services are offered by phone. And so when we entered the pandemic, uh, boy, were we fortunate in that um, our services did not stop. People were able to continue accessing all of our services by phone um, the day that we had to, you know, step away from our physical office space. So we were able to be there for people right away. Um, and fundraising, um, we are completely dependent on the generosity of the community. And donations can be made on, at our website, shareshareit.org, S-H-A-R-S-H-E-R-E-T.org. And we appreciate all of our supporters um, out there who are helping us during what has been a really challenging time. Jenna, I think you told me too that you're actually receiving more phone calls so that when people are using their services, they need more touch points because unfortunately, I think we're all going through very anxious times. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, I mean, can you just imagine the last two years you get diagnosed with cancer and you can't have your, your partner come with you to meet your oncologist mm -hmm. and ask those questions with you and you're going to chemotherapy alone. So what is, has always been, you know, a mentally challenging and physically challenging experience is only exacerbated by the pandemic. And we know that in some parts of the country, surgeries are being put off again because of, you know, overloaded hospitals. So there's just a lot that people are facing right now. And, and that's where Share Share comes in. You know, we talked a lot about the genetic piece today, but only about 10 to 20% of cancer, breast and ovarian cancer is hereditary. So most of the people who call us are, are going through you know, sporadic um, cancer diagnoses. And we're, we're there for, for you um, as you're going through this experience. I'm glad to hear that. I think we need more services like that, where there are people you can talk to on an anonymous basis and people who can help you. And I, I know that you can't advise people on insurance, but you can at least ask the right questions and help people be prepared. We, we know that uh, when you're uh, diagnosed with a health issue, it's, it can be paralyzing, right? It, uh, all the negative things come into your mind, all the questions that you need to ask. Just having someone to hold your hand and talk you through it, calm you down, give you ammunition, a list of questions to ask, those kinds of things make a big difference. And I know they make a difference in outcomes, right? Yes. So Reacher has shown that if your non-medical needs are met, your medical outcomes can be better. And that's not just true for cancer. That's true for so many different illnesses. So it's a really important piece to this um, as well. 
I think it's important that people realize there's someone they can turn to. And I'm delighted that Char Sherrod is out there for people. I want to thank you for speaking with us, Jenna Fields, the California Regional Director of Char Sherrod. And I'm going to have you spell it again for the website, and then we'll thank Molly. Go ahead, Jenna, the phone number and the website one more time. Sure. Char Sherrod is S-H-A-R-S-H-E-R-E-T.org. It means chain in Hebrew. We're all links in a chain supporting one another. And our phone number is 310-409-2330. Thank you, Jenna. And thank you, Molly, for sharing your story and your experience. It's really uh, inspiring to other men and women to be able to use the service. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope our listeners have gained some knowledge. We started with that statistic, one out of eight women getting uh, breast cancer. We've talked about the importance of genetic testing, not just the BRCA mutation, but others, and that knowledge is power. Get yourself equipped to understand what it takes. And the fact that organizations like Char Sherrod are out there for you to help you as you go through that process. And as Molly did, start early. Uh, There's no reason not to ask those questions. And Char Sherrod could be a, a source for that. Uh, then if you do the genetic testing, know that there are resources like those at Charcheret that can help you go through that. And I'd like to everyone to remember that, as, as Jenna said, this is a family issue. Family can be a cancer, can be a family problem, and it's something we have to think about as carriers. And what are we doing for our family? And as you mentioned at the outset, Jenna, when you come you know, to grips with this, you have to think about what does this mean? Who else is going to get tested? Who do I tell? So thank you for being available to us. As we close the show, I want to remind people they've been listening to the Renee Frazier Show. And my day job is an advertising and marketing firm called Frazier Communications, fully integrated campaigns, digital, social media, experiential, wonderful work with influencers, and of course, traditional media. You can find us at FraserCommunications.com. And our show will be turned into a podcast that you can find at FraserCommunications.com on our website. Thank you for listening. Remember the Renee Frazier Show. We're here to help women lead and succeed. And we hope you walked away with practical tips today. Thanks again for listening and have a wonderful week ahead. 